It was orientation week at the Reese Institute of Art and Design, located in central Vermont, one of the premier art and design schools in the nation. Maggie was a bright-eyed freshman with cultish long limbs and a nimbus of dark curls, canny and street smart in a way none of her fellow classmates were. She first saw Marco when she passed him on the green. He was standing casually, one long leg clad in perfectly pressed gray trousers, perched on a bench as he charmed a trio of freshman girls. He was so striking it was almost unnerving, with wavy hair as black as her own, a closely clipped black beard that gave him a rackish air, like a gentleman pirate, and a lean figure with such sharp angles he looked as though he'd been cut from a clothing ad. His eyes were so dark they were inky. But what caught her attention were his hands. They weren't long or graceful, not the hands of a painter or artist. They were square with strong fingers, powerful hands that looked as though they could throw a mean punch. However, as he gestured, something about them was fluid, too. They pulled meaning from the air as he talked, sculpting art with boxer hands. I die bellissimi occe blu, he told a pretty blonde, who giggled and pinked nicely. Do you know any Italian? he asked her, brushing her fingers with his own. She shook her head, and her friends tittered with her. Maggie rolled her eyes. Italian was close enough to Spanish that she caught the gist of his words. He was complimenting the girl on her pretty blue eyes. I la testa voyota, Marco crooned. Your head is empty. Just about to move on, Maggie did a double take. He was still smiling in an enchanting way, but she caught the mischievous gleam in his eye. The girl sighed, gazing at him with a dreamy expression. I have to go to my orientation, the blonde said at last. But maybe I'll see you around? She sounded so hopeful. He grinned, shrugged. Perhaps. We shall see. He watched the girls as they walked away, heads bent together, the spell of his words still on them. Maggie narrowed her eyes, taking his measure. You, Maggie announced, are so busted. He turned, surprised, and surveyed her for a moment. Then a smile split his face. His teeth were vivid white against the olive of his skin, pointed incisors giving him a slightly wolfish expression. He looked as though he enjoyed being caught in the act. Indeed, he acknowledged, inclining his head. And who are you? Magdalena Henry, who are you? Marco Ferrelli, second-year architecture student. He held out his hand. It was strong and warm, and she tightened her grip, meeting his strength with her own. He raised his eyebrows. I'm on the welcoming committee. I'm just making sure these new students feel welcome. Is that what you call it? She dropped his hand and took a step back. Someone should report you to the campus staff for preying on vulnerable freshman girls. He spread his hands in a gesture of goodwill. Praying? Such a harsh word. It is all fun and games. He shrugged. No one gets hurt. He looked at her curiously. What are you here to study? Maggie hesitated, but only for a moment. Photography. I'm on a Gilbert scholarship. Ah, he cocked his head, considering her with a newfound respect. Beautiful and talented. She crossed her arms and gave him a level stare. Catching her glacial expression, he hurried on. So Magdalena Henry, photography student, instead of reporting me, why not have lunch with me? She took another look at those intriguing hands and caved. It was the beginning of an unlikely friendship. Maggie was wary at first, expecting Marco either to mock her or try to seduce her, or both. She was drawn to him in a way that frankly unnerved her. If he tried to seduce her, she wasn't entirely sure what her response would be. So she kept up her guard, trusting neither his charisma nor her own gut reaction to him. But he surprised her. 
Underneath his smooth exterior, Marco Ferrelli was remarkably similar to Maggie. They were outsiders, neither belonging to the privileged and posh world of Reese, where most students wore their pedigreed old money as casually as a cashmere sweater, jaunting off to Mallorca for holidays and trading anecdotes about sailing clubs and polo parties. He was from Sicily, he told her. His manner was so refined and confident, his dress so casually chic. She had assumed he hailed from a wealthy Italian family. She imagined a villa in the south of Italy, a red sports car, perhaps a vineyard with a long history of excellent wines. He laughed when she told him that one evening at dinner in the cafeteria. My father is a butcher. My older brother is an auto mechanic. My younger brother is still in school. Mama takes care of the men. It's how it works there. We are, how do you put it, blue collar. He leaned back in his chair at the cafeteria table, away from the remains of a tasteless chicken casserole, and grinned at her.